0: If you have any topic suggestions that you'd like to hear more about or questions that you're hoping that we could maybe address on a future podcast, you can click the get in touch box right on our website at ktsmoneymatters.com and the hardworking woman's guide to money available either on our website, KT's Money Matters or on Amazon, or of course you can find our link in the show notes. Working with your investments, retirement, insurance, estate, or tax planning, or just dealing with everyday expenses, your money matters. Let KT Thomas help you make the most of it. This is KT's Money Matters. Hello again, this is KT Thomas from KT's Money Matters, here today talking about what it really takes to start your own business and be successful. People come up to me all the time and say, you know, maybe I'll start my own business or maybe I'll go out on my own. Or, you know, sometimes I'm going to get involved in an industry where everybody that works for the industry is kind of self-employed, but people don't really know it. And so I wanted to be able to drive this conversation to talk to people about what it takes to be successful, especially when you're trying to make your own way in the world and do it independently. So in order to do that, I've asked Karen Briscoe to join our show today. Karen recently wrote a book, For real estate professionals, about five minutes a day, secrets of top real estate agents. But really, Karen's tips and ideas could really go to anybody that was successfully trying to build their own business. So, you know, why is that important? Well, each year in America, just in America alone, 600,000 new businesses get started. And about seven out of 10 of those actually fail. It was an interesting article in Forbes back in 2013 outlining why people fail, but I thought we'd take it a different way and talk about how people can succeed. So yes, I like that. <laughs> Karen, I'm glad that you've taken the time to
1: join us. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me, KT, and I think that this is an excellent discussion. I'm glad to be on the show with you. Terrific, so tell me a little
0: bit about your vision, how you started your business and how you got to where you are today and how accurate was your vision versus the current reality?
1: So I started out in commercial real estate right out of college and really found the industry to be very much male dominated and was successful at that juncture in in my career in real estate development. So fast forward, marry my husband, have two children, and pretty much decide to commit to stay home with them. And what that meant for our family, because my husband traveled a great deal for work, and my mother actually worked when I was a child. And so it was a gift I wanted to give my children. But I'm a businesswoman at heart. In fact, I've had people ask me, well, where did it start? I'm like, oh, I'm I've always been an entrepreneurial nature, business person. And so when, as my children got older, I decided to reenter the workforce in a more significant way. i done some part-time things, mostly administrative in nature. And, Reentered the workforce in commercial real estate. At the time, was working at a tech company in the Washington, D.C. metro area and had the real estate account, so the engineering sales and warehouse offices. And it was right around 2000. You may remember the tech bust. And, and you asked sure me, knew. you know, how, how did I decide what direction to take my careers? I think that the market and life decided a lot of the pivots. That pivot was because when the technology busted then there's really no money in disposition and so at the time I would have had to go work for a tech company that was in you know pretty much they were figuring out how to just stay open or I had another opportunity to go into residential real estate. And so I didn't choose residential real estate. It just kind of came to me and yet very quickly found that it was a good fit for my personality profile and my style in that I have what some people call the hard and soft side, um, the hard side of being the background in commercial and negotiations and market analysis and finance. And yet I have a very personable side as well, where I really love to get connected to people and relationship building, which is a great combination in residential. So I wasn't really a vision. It was a, I wanted to get back into the workforce and that is what opportunity. And I think that happens a lot of times, not just with women, but that's right. It happens a lot of times. So then, but I, I now I could say I do have a vision going forward after all of these pivots, and we can talk more about some of those and how they happen. And that is in terms of being a, a champion and empowering women in my industry. It is predominantly a women-oriented field, and yet when you get to the top levels of either the companies that you know, real estate, residential real estate and or the people who are running the big teams and the brokerages, that goes down to about 20%. In some cases, 10%.
0: Yeah, my industry is a lot like that. You know, I was reading your bio and one of the things that I thought was interesting is that, you know, to brag a little about you, is that you're the principal owner of your own firm and that Wall Street Journal is, is recognized your firm as one of the top 250 realtor teams in the United States, which is quite an amazing statistic when you think about how many realtors there are across the country to be the principal owner Of that kind of a group is really amazing to be that and to be a woman. I think that people don't understand from a woman's perspective that a lot of these careers, people get sometimes they get into them because they can make some of their own hours. And so when you were, you know, you had your children at home and you were trying to do some of that, that it was, it allowed you to be engaged at maybe a lower level and have a little bit more control. But then as you go up the ranks, and I see this too in the financial field the number of people at the top in financial services, you know, I look around, there are not that many women with me.
1: And so that has started, lit a passion inside of me because that's where the vision comes in. I coined the Virginia Woolf quote of, you know, a woman should have room of her own and money in order to write fiction. Well, I think women should have a business of their own because in that, it's very empowering. And I find that, you know, and obviously there are men that are very successful and, and give back as well. But when women uh, achieve success, the people around them's lives improve at a much greater level. And, and I've seen that in my own family's life. And so when it's kind of like the rising tide, you know, raises all boats. That's right. So, you know, when women's lives improve, the people around them, not just uh, family members, but also you know, the staff that I hire and the agents that I work with and the people that I coach and the people that I train, I see their lives improve. And so that is where my vision kicked in and became, again, as as many times happens when people achieve a high level success, people want to know how you do it or how you accomplished it. Because as you as you pointed out, and there are actually 2 million licensed real estate agents in the United States, and there are only a handful that get to the top, and so people want to know how you do that, and so that's how the, I'd been doing coaching and training, and then the idea of writing the book came about, and that kind of has its own story, but that was where the passion really came into being, or creation, was because I saw this opportunity to reach out and connect with women and help them achieve a higher level of success in their business and life.
0: You know, that's terrific. Tell me a little bit about how you stay focused throughout the year in your career. I mean, you have a lot of things going on between the book and then, of course, you've got a very large real estate firm. How do you keep it all focused and going?
1: You know, I think that habit is what does that for me i'm a naturally very driven person but in the very beginning i established good quality habits and there's a a quote by fm alexander people do not decide their futures they decide their habits and their habits decide their futures and so very early on in my real estate career, I committed to the habit of lead generation, prospecting, business development. It's called a lot of different things. But what I found is is that the the people that are the rainmakers, the people that make business happen, the people that make deals happen, are always going to be in demand. And so you can create your own demand, if you will, by the fact that if you generate business, people are going to want to be a part of that. And so I committed to that very early on. In fact, I have my very first Weeks and months, I've kept all of the tracking that I uh, have done through the years of lead generation. And I can go back to the very first person I talked to in the very first week I was in business and see where my business is coming from. So that commitment to the habit of business development. Uh, when you have more leads, more business, more opportunity, more clients, you have so many more choices. And When you say stay focused, see, I think that that's where a lot of times I find people, they miss out on opportunity because they're waiting until they feel focused or they feel like doing it. Right. When actually the work will focus you if you decide to allow it. Yes. If you, for myself, but I've seen it happen for so many people, if you commit To doing it, then the rest of it will maybe not necessarily get easier, but will become evident. And so that's where the five-minute success concept came in because what you do today can improve your tomorrows, but you have to start today. And I found that people would become paralyzed with the idea that they almost were trying to almost always trying to do too much. So I was like, okay, well, and you do five minutes, and and you're in the financial industry. I mean, you know, think about compound interest. That's right. Right? So five-minute success is based on compound interest. So if you do something every day for your personal and business development over time, that will create an impact. If you don't do anything today, right? If you don't save today. That also creates an impact. (laughs) Yes, that also creates an impact over time. And so I'm like, well, go for the positive, right? Go for the thing that could change your tomorrows in a way. And the, the thing that will improve your tomorrows the most in any kind of sales, and and really, in in a way, we're all kind of in sales. I mean, we're all, everybody has to, you know, have people to do business with in order to be in business. So what you do today in that endeavors will lead to your ability to, or your future business pipeline, but then also what you do today to, on your personal development and business development will make you better able to do that, to lead to the future. So that that's how I have, have done it and seen many other people achieve success is by the idea of habits and, and staying focused on good habits.
0: And just executing those good habits every day.
1: Yes. And the idea of the book in, as well as follows this premise that people, you know, have these intentions that they're going to. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, it's like New Year's Day, right? I mean, it's like every day is, you know, okay, today I intend to do it. You still have to do it. But the book is compelling in the sense that the idea of a lot of business literature and development books, they're maybe overwhelming for people, almost like tsunami approach is just too much. And so, Because it's too much, they either don't digest it, and so it doesn't get put into to practice. Also, oftentimes, I call them linear books. You know, they're chapter one, chapter two. They're like, I don't know where to stop. And it often can be very informative, but maybe not inspiring. And then books that are inspiring may not give you enough information to give you something to actually put into action. So when you were talking about, you know, how all of this came about, about part of it too was that I had this epiphany to create a business book that was also inspiring so that like peanut butter and chocolate comes together and makes it you know more you know desirable the idea of information and inspiration in one book right will be more transformative because if you can remember it you're more likely to put it into practice that's right and so and you have to be inspired to do something about it too
0: you absolutely have to be inspired to do something about it so If you were to say what your unique thing is, is it the ability to put those two things together in a a way that's concise that people can then use it and
1: take action or you can use it and take action? Yes, that is a way to frame it when i was doing coaching and training and i still do with people what i found was they would say oh i could remember your stories i can remember how you explained it because it had something sticky or a story or something along with it so that it was a, a lot of instruction when people go to training and they come away and the, the implementation isn't there it could be entertaining and the implementation isn't there but it has to be implemented or it's not going to make a difference in you know again someone's tomorrow so The unique thing about myself and the book and the concept of five-minute success is that it is more likely to be implemented because every day's got a, a story along with a concept in real estate or business development. It really applies pretty universally, I found. The idea that if you take away one concept a day, then you can build on that and create like You know, we talked about the compound interest. So that's the unique aspect to the way I have found people achieve and also that the book provides that vehicle for doing so. Nice.
0: You know, one more question. I, you know, I think people measure success differently based on the kinds of industries that they're in or the kind of experience that they've had. You know, being in the money business, it's all very, it's a dollar denominated success measure, but I always think about my relationships with my clients or the number of new introductions I make or my ability to move things forward. But I'm wondering how you measure your success.
1: There is a concept in real estate that the property should be at its highest and best use. And when it's at its highest and best use, then it's going to create the most value and the most opportunity for the owners. So if you think about it, real estate can be used as a school, can be used as a hospital, it can be used as a home, can be used as shopping, it can be also used as parks, it can be used as a dump. So the idea is for it to be used at its highest and best use, I transfer that and translate that into my life. And I think to myself, well, am I in my highest and best right now? There's lots of different, facets to my life, just like you talked about. So, I have my business life, and then I have my other side, more of the personal side. So, I've got, I'm married, and I have two children, family, and then I, am I, you know, operating, and it sounds very cold and clinical, but am I contributing at a level? And so, I kind of go around all the different facets of my life, and I think, you know, financially, am I my highest and best? Am I when I am you know in terms of looking at my future and my vision of my life and I'm like wow I feel like I have so many more things I could contribute and have the ability to contribute and I I'm on the second half of my life and so it's becoming even more evident to me that there's so much more left <laughs> to do <Right. laughs> than there that I've done and so that's exciting I mean that's a uh, but he, but that mantra of success actually is, to me, very empowering, because it helps me catch the vision of what I could be, and then to see it, then it's more likely that I can achieve it and and obtain it and move in that direction. So that's, because I'm in real estate, that's how I I think, I think in terms of that, but that's, and I feel the same way about, you know, my children and my staff, you know, and my business partner, and my, I think, okay, are they, are they where they are at their highest and best or right. is there something else that we could do or, you know, sometimes it means, you know, not doing some things in order to be doing your highest and best and sometimes it means changing and sometimes it means adding and so it it's, yes. it's a, just a constant barometer that I use. Yeah,
0: I've been thinking about that a lot myself in that, you know, I have a a business where, you know, several employees and the new standard for me has been, am I spending my time on the tasks that I'm uniquely suited for? That's been sort of my kind of version of the highest and best, which is the idea of, you know, spending your time on the things that are actually going to be of the most value to you personally and in your life and in your business and that you're uniquely suited to do. So,
1: you know, I always say, could somebody else do this? And it's a it's a clarifying question, but it also can be very empowering because I had I don't know if you've heard of the book Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. So she wrote Eat, Pray, and Love. Yeah, and she wrote another book called Big Magic, and it's about the this idea that there's ideas in the universe, and if they if the, an idea comes to a person, and it's that person's place or time in in the universe to be making that idea come manifest then they're given the opportunity but if they choose not to so (laughs) you pass on it then if the idea's time has come and somebody else is going to create it and i know you've probably had this happen where you've had an idea and then somebody else comes out with it and you go oh wow i could have been me i could have done that i thought of that but i didn't act on it right and that was what an epiphany that I had when I came up with the idea of the 5-Minute Success and the concept of this you know, combination of information, inspiration for transformation in the business genre of real estate. I, I had this really light bulb go off that if I don't do this now, then somebody else is going to do it and I'm going to look back and I'm going to go, wow, I missed what was my moment moment that I was supposed to do. And, and now that almost a couple of years has passed since that idea came to me, I am finding that I'm moving more rapidly towards this highest and best vision. I used to limiting beliefs and my inner critic who's like a prosecuting attorney would like <laughs> tell me all the reasons why I shouldn't do it you know never enough, money, right. Never enough time right and I'm, I'm moving quicker like the podcast like when I got the idea of the podcast it was in August last year and my book had its birthday and I was like well what do you want to do next you know and the book said well I'm gonna have a podcast and I'm like yeah you're right we should have a podcast because we have this great topic and we have, we can reach out to all these other people who can share, you know, their, their best practices and we can, you know, get the word out more. And I, I moved faster into that. So I'm, my objective now is to move faster towards it instead of, I mean, obviously I'm a, very, well, you don't know this, I'm a very rational person. So this is really moving into areas that are new to me. But the thing I've discovered is, is that the other benefit to moving quicker towards it is if it's not right, then you'll know faster, right? That's right.
0: <laughs> you'll know quicker that it's not working out.
1: Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going with that. But I'm, when I have a vision of something, I'm moving quicker towards it now, because I do think there's something to be the, this concept of this big magic out there that
0: yeah that, and trusting your instincts yes. i mean you've been in business for a long time and the reality is what's the worst thing that could happen it doesn't work out
1: and then you but go on what's the best but, thing that could happen yes is it, it could actually be. Could work out? yeah isn't it interesting I always, that our mind I goes say the to worst the worst that could for... happen is
0: it doesn't work out somebody else doesn't it, it worked out <laughs>
1: Well, and you know the, but it's for myself, and you know, back to my inner critic and and my rational mind, because I am very oriented more towards that business side. Right. I think about all the things that could go wrong, and I'm like, well, why don't why don't I think about all the things that could go right? I mean, That's what, right. What, what if this really digs off, and I like help all these people and help them contribute and achieve at a higher level? What what if that could happen? So it's a take some framing to turn. You know, sometimes big ships don't turn fast, but they that's can right. turn. So you just have to keep, you know, that's right. Kind of to just do what you can because then that will be more likely to move in the right. positive direction. Yeah.
0: Well, and I remember when I started my business, and this, you know, this goes back into the '90s. I can remember reading, you know, like Covey and you know, begin with the end in mind, and you know, you can decide what you you can decide that you want what you have, and this idea about how to encourage yourself to. Move yourself forward all the time, and I think that today, you know, there's not so much of that. People need something, you know, as you said, it has both the inspiration and the aspiration, and they need to be able to have those things together so that they can just figure it out. I think people move quicker today. They need to be able to grab something in a short period of time and then go out and say, "Okay, I do the same thing over and over and over again." And I, I love the idea of, you know, the idea that you have the secret of the day, and this is the thing that you do, and you just do it every day.
1: Well, and that was another part of the whole idea. You captured it. And that is people over and over again kept telling me they didn't have enough time. And I finally got to the point I was like, well, do you have five minutes? And I, I really didn't find anybody who didn't have five minutes. And so, but the beautiful thing about the five minutes is research has shown that You know, there is really no such thing as multitasking. You're really task switching. And so if you focus on one thing, you're more likely to remember it and put it into practice. Again, with more typical books, you know, it's so much that you don't remember any of it. You don't put any of it into practice. But if you put one thing into practice every day or you remember it when you need it, then you're more likely to use it. And and the other thought I would share on, on what you said is that right now the Winter Olympics is going on and... I was my personal trainer this morning and she was talking about, she was watching the Olympics and how this one woman skier was actually going through her entire program yeah. or or the, it, it, visually. So literally she was just visualizing it in one place. And I, I was like, yes, I mean, you can visualize what that looks like and then start putting into place That's those right. things that will build it and create it. And and I, I often think it does start with the thoughts and then putting it into action. I think it takes action, but you see the vision, you have the thought, and then you put it into action and you can make it happen.
0: I think that's a perfect note for us to end on, Karen. It has been great to have you on the show today. If people want to buy your book, how do they do that? Let's well, give the, book a plug.
1: Yes, the easiest way to do that is Amazon, which is the keeper of all books <laughs> pretty much. But yes. also you can reach out to me on the website, 5-Minute Success. It's the number five. Also have a Facebook group of 5-Minute Success where we share daily tips and strategies and things that will help p- people achieve at a higher level in uh, their business and life. Perfect. Karen, anything in the summary you want to add? If I can do it, you can too. And... That's so true, particularly for women. I really, like I shared, I want women to feel empowered that they truly can take action and create the highest and best vision of their life.
0: That's perfect. Karen, thanks again for spending time with us today. Thank
1: you, KT. Here's to your success and to yours.
0: Thanks for listening to KT's Money Matters with KT Thomas. For more information, past episodes and show notes, go to www.ktsmoneymatterspodcast.com. Make sure you subscribe and recommend it at iTunes, Overcast, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts.